Providence Leftist Radio. Today we're going to be talking about a few things. We'll be talking about pride, weed, and the police. Today will just be me, Crow, and Toby. Hello, I am here. So let's start with pride. After the past interesting years where lockdown happened, pride parades weren't really a thing going on in our area anymore. But it's back here in the good old year of 2022. Pride is going to be happening again on June 18th. It'll be happening downtown as usual. But before we start talking about current pride, let's talk about what happened last time, 2019. See, in 2019, pride had a incident that was caused by the police. Are you familiar with what happened in 2019 with Pride? Yes, you shared it with me before, but I would like to hear it again. (laughs) So back in 2019, Pride had an agreement with the police to allow them to partake and be a part of the parade, which was their first mistake. There was an agreement and the police broke it. The police, instead of just having one cruiser that should have just been part of that parade, ended up just completely bullying their entire squad inside, taking over the parade, causing a scene, and completely making every single marginalized person at Pride unsafe. Which should have been expected because police absolutely do not belong at Pride. Um, It is an inherently anti-police uh, event. So, you know, they they should not have been invited there. They should not have even asked to show up. Yeah, because Pride started as a riot. Are you familiar with the origins of that riot? Uh, yes, uh, because I am the gayest person alive, but you can go ahead again. <laughs> so years and years and years ago, Pride started off as the Stonewall riots. And what happened during those riots was started when a black trans woman threw the first brick against police. And the reason that was happening was due to the injustice that we have continued to see the police do upon the people, specifically all marginalized people across the country. And thanks to that event, we have pride as we see it now. What used to be a protest, one in which was about resistance, has now essentially allowed the police who were the opposition at that time to simply join in as if they won't be causing problems. And as shown in 2019, police at Pride is a problem. And part of the thing is that they aren't exactly the resistance anymore because Pride has essentially, like Pride events at least, Um, And I am only speaking from my own personal experience interacting with like very specific pride spaces, but um, a lot of the pride community and a lot of the people that engage with June as a pride month tend to uh, lean into the gentrification aspect of pride, that being uh, going into a neighborhood for the pride celebration or for the community and then deciding that the people around are homophobic in quotation marks, and then, uh, you know, removing the people from that neighborhood and then deciding that it's okay. Um, And of course, this is coded with like, uh, white queer rhetoric towards um, communities of color, there is a lot of gentrifying energy that can that can come from the modern pride events. And it's just kind of concerning given what's happening in Providence already. And that's not to say that all of pride is gentrifying, but it's a little bit of uh, un- unnerving. That's the word. 
Yeah. And especially again, seeing that pride had colluded with the police and seeing how pride had done nothing except just after it was over that they messed up, which is good. Knowing that you messed up is good, which I very much hope. And I've heard there's some um, reconstruction in relation to this current pride, which makes sense. It's been a couple of years, two years, but it's still concerning. And I would hope that pride has learned from that. And that this year in the parade, at least we make sure that police not only are not involved, but police are not welcomed at Pride. Regardless, I hope that this year everyone has an amazing time at Pride. And I hope that folks are safe. I know with a lot of things going on in this country, it's a interesting time. It is actually a beyond unsafe time for all marginalized people in this country. And it's time to know that the marginalized of this country need to come together and be able to protect each other because the police won't do it. As seen various aspects, various different incidents the police usually just stand by and watch they won't do anything to help so for folks going to pride make sure that you don't go alone make sure you're with friends and look after each other and in relation to police police really do not like the children of our city don't they so this is something that happened recently in which a 12 year old was arrested by providence police on douglas half and they were arrested for something completely out of line. Although there is no reason to arrest a 12-year-old at all. Because what happened was, sure, there was a 12-year-old playing with a BB gun toy. And in, in that instant, they had ended up shooting another 12-year-old with that in their chest. And the result of that should have been like a stern talking to, should have been the parents coming together and talking to this ch- these children, specifically the one who did it, about how it's not okay to use that on another person, especially another child, yeah. because that was not okay for them to do. This incident should have been one in which parenting should have been what stepped in, not state violence. Because police being involved in arresting a 12-year-old is not going to teach them any lessons at all. All it's going to do is instill trauma onto that child. That child won't be remembering that they messed up by shooting another child with a BB gun. They'll be remembering that their playing around ended with them being arrested by police. And do we know who called the cops in the first place? Was it one of the parents? Unfortunately, last I checked in the article, it has no mention of who specifically called the police. I would be under the assumption that who called the police might have been the parents of the child who was shot by the BB pellet in the chest. Yeah, that's definitely inappropriate parenting, but also- And of course, BB pellets are pretty much a nuisance in our city. If you live around Oneyville, for example, or any part of the hood, for the most part, um, you just walking around town at night, whether it's like a Halloween night or you're just going to the ATM in Oneyville, um, all of a sudden you start hearing, you start hearing some popping sounds, you don't pay in mind until you start feeling something on your leg feel like uh, a little tap. And then you turn around, you see the car drive away and you just realize, dang, that person just shot me with some BB guns for no reason. <laughs> and, you know, it's annoying. It, hap- it happens pretty often to people. But it is something that as far as a 12 year old just shooting a single pellet at another 12 year old shouldn't warrant the need for state violence. Because, again, police 
are a form of state violence against the people in which they subjugate. Absolutely. And another way that police are state violence is with the recent legalization of weed. Like there have been conversations in the in the city about arresting people with the initial conversation that they smell like weed and and things like that. Yeah, because police love using that. Oh, smells like weed in here. It's time to search your entire vehicle to find a reason for why I unjustly stopped you. And if you ever look in articles about police finding like finding the uh, these specific kind of drugs or specific like items, any kind of item, you end up finding out that the article usually starts off where the police mentioned that they smelled weed and found it suspicious and then went over there to bother someone in relation to find a reason to write them up or arrest them. So now that weed is legal, which is a no brainer. Weed is not that serious comparable to literally most other things which are under the classification of a drug. And personally speaking, I do believe that all drugs should be legalized because the criminalization of drugs has done nothing but increase the amount of harm that has happened to the people in our country. So the legalization of weed is a good step. And I've also seen how like people who have had some arrests in relation to weed would be able to have it expunged, which is another good step. That is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, But we should also think about like how we look at how weed is an industry. Weed is something that originally when talking about the stereotypes of it, those who sell it are considered like impoverished people from the hood. And, you know, people sell what they need to sell in order to survive in this capitalist society. But it's also pretty messed up how in the same society we have people, there are still people in this country rotting in jail just because they sold some weed. At the same time as there are white moms on TikTok and and various other social media making instruction videos about how to uh, make weed spaghetti and uh, weed lasagna and et cetera. Um, because it's appropriate for them, but it's not appropriate for people who look a little different than them. So the legalization of weed, as you should continue to remember it is, even though right now it's legal, there are still many people in this country who need to be freed. And we also need to take into account that luckily with it having been legalized, police have one less reason to mess with citizens of this country, specifically citizens of Rhode Island, over smelling weed. Because again, the fact that police have always used that as a reason to justify their searching of you and your family and everyone else in the city is atrocious. Along with that, there are a few people who have some complaints about that. And one would be the Police Chief Association. Nothing ever as annoying as a police association or a police union, the FOP, for example, being some of the biggest crybabies of this entire city. FOP being Fraternal Order of Police? Yes. Yes. They had a letter about it. They talked about how there's some public health and safety holes in relation to it, which really just reads off as like someone in, in college was given their assignment and the assignment said, find all these bogus reasons for why weed is a problem. And they talked about how um, the legalization of weed is a problem because they don't have um, equipment that allows them to figure out if someone was driving under an influence of weed, 
which for the most part, driving while under impairment isn't a good idea. Sure, same goes with alcohol, but in the same time, like it's weed, it's weed isn't alcohol. Yeah. Um, categorizing weed to be something similar to alcohol, even though weed can cause impairment is illogical. Yeah. And they go on and just completely complaining. And then they end off with needing to talk about, uh, along with some local news sources, talking about how weed is considered a nuisance, where now that it's legalized, people have this fear that apparently people are going to be on the sidewalks, on the beach, in restaurants, in music venues with weed. What? But who cares? Despite the fact that there have been so many policies made against smoking cigarettes in various public spaces. So why wouldn't that go the same way for marijuana? And it's this straw man argument that weed isn't going to be treated the same as other legal and not harmful drugs, or I guess not harmful is not the way that you should describe tobacco, but still. Yeah. And then talk about like how music venues are going to have people smoking weed inside of it. Like, have you ever gone to a show? Like if you go to a show in a legit spot, like if you try smoking a joint inside of there, like oh, either it's the bartender or security will come up to you and be like, hey, go outside because like they're not going. They're already like even before it was legal, they they weren't going to let you smoke inside of their building. They're not going to do it now that it's legal unless, yeah. you know, it's a spot that's down with it, which is fine. If they're down with it, it's fine. Yeah. So that was pretty much our topic in relation to weed being legalized. Again, it's really good that it's legalized. It's something that should be be decriminalized across this country along with all other drugs because harm reduction needs the decriminalization and destigmatization of drugs in order for us to be able to start helping the people of our country. And lastly, um, there is something that I especially wanted to share as a former busker, as someone who busked in the in the before times, before COVID. Um, there have been a lot of news stories and, and viral videos going around about how um, about how various uh, buskers are secretly not really playing their instruments. Um, and there were a couple of various articles where they would talk about how New England Roma people are playing fake violins on the street for money when in actuality their phones are attached to their loudspeakers and they're playing um, violin music underneath of their violin. Um, and I wanted to share this because those articles are not kind to the people that they are talking about. They often use slurs, the G slur for Roma people, which is uh, what most of these articles are talking about. They, they're talking about Roma culture and Roma people. Um, and they are also stereotyping buskers a lot and relying on police hearsay um, police have warned local news sites that, um, that there's this scam going around. And even though it's technically not illegal, they still just wanted to warn people, um, locally. And to me, it just sounds like a bunch of racial profiling and a bunch of trying to get buskers more criminalized, you know, attacked by people and stereotyped as scammers and as dangerous and as not really needing money. You know, it doesn't even matter because if someone is playing music on their phone, 
that does not mean that they don't need the money that they are currently asking for. Um, so it's honestly just kind of scary the way that there's a lot of, um, misinformation being spread about buskers. And this, this could mean a lot of, uh, danger for people who are on the streets right now. Yeah. And especially when it comes to busking, it's something that folks should be more appreciated of instead of having issues with it. Because when you really comes down to it, it's these people spreading music and spreading some enjoyment just anywhere. And that should be something that people should be applauding and cheering for and helping out, especially those who are taking time out of their day to do that, rather than trying to stir up all this misinformation and have the possibility of getting police involved over someone playing an instrument or singing on the sidewalk. It's, again, not that serious of an issue. It isn't an issue in the first place. It should be something that... I truthfully think we should have more on because music has brought so much joy to so many people across the state, across this city, especially Providence, for example, uh, which is considered a art capital and art involves music as well. And public art. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wish you had, uh, I wish you had walked by me while I, while I was busking when I was a kid. Cause that, if you had just walked up to me and just said all of that, that would have been beautiful for me. Um, but, uh, also, you know, it's, uh, it's sad that these types of stories are going around about buskers of color. Um, and, you know, busking is a very traditionally indigenous and Roma, um, type of art style, and it's often used by queer and trans communities and by, uh, especially homeless communities. Um, while at the same time, busking in, uh, in New England is being very gentrified, because there are there are so many places where now you have to get a permit in order to busk and you have to uh, fill out sign up sheets in order to go to certain festivals. Um, and it and you have to have a website, a personal website and tons of videos of yourself. And these are the types of resources that most buskers aren't going to be able to afford for themselves. Um, and it, it shows this disparity between um, buskers that have started busking since COVID because uh, not much to do with their time, which like is totally appropriate, but also um, that that is a very different experience of busking than the one that uh, many people live through if they have been historically criminalized or under the table labor and, and things like that. Yeah, especially like needing to have such a barrier for for someone to just be able to play events especially events meant to celebrate the people who do music or do all these arts in our cities is shitty yeah so in general folks who want to do music if there's someone where you want to do it you should do it maybe don't do it alone of course um it's always good to have someone around to make sure you're all right Hold up. Um, there is one place where uh, you can see a lot of local artists that aren't uh, making a whole bunch of making making millions of dollars off of their activities. And uh, what is that place and when is it happening? PVD Art Revolt. <laughs> so August 6th at Revival Brewery, we'll be having Providence Art Revolt again. If you were there last year, you would know that it had a variety of gallery artists, a variety of vendors, and a variety of musicians all in one place enjoying art. 
enjoying being able to be among each other's company and having a good time. We have a variety of artists performing. For example, Como uh, Que Wow, which is a new Providence band that I saw for the first time at Dirk Palace recently, who I'm happy will be joining us for Providence Art Revolt, along with 11 other performances, whether we're talking about the Moonrakers. Um, I love them. <laughs> Moonrakers are good. Uh, whether we're talking about uh, Rat Snake, who does folk music, um, bands like Burr, other bands like Mudder, which is a favorite for a lot of folks in, within the DIY scene. So it's going to be a good, good day and night. So hopefully you come. It's August 6th, 50 Sims Ave in Revival Brewery in the back. It'll be an outdoor event. It's going to be a good time. And that was the end of the episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. And for this weekend's song, we'll be playing Haunter by Dirt Devil. And they'll be coming out with a music video very shortly. So you should definitely look them up if you like this kind of music. To look them up on Instagram, it's going to be underscore dirt underscore devil underscore. So that's pretty much it. Take care. Peace. (laughs) 